four minutes past 12 this Sunday lunchtime. Gavin Riley with you till one o'clock on News Talk. This is On The Record. On The Record NT, our hashtag on Twitter or text us at 53106 at a cost of 30 cent. Um, some of the discussion ongoing this week in Leinster House uh, about um, the the controversy scandal, if you like, surrounding Pascal Donoghue may have masked uh, in a lot of people's minds uh, another big issue which uh, has taken root in a real matter of or bone of contention um, between several groups in Leinster House. And it did also result in the slightly unusual scenario of rural independent TDs and urban Green Party TDs joining forces outside the gates of Leinster House to protest a deal between Quilcha and a British investment vehicle called Gresham House. It involves the purchase of both planted and unplanted land from private landowners to increase the number of forests that there are in Ireland. But it is a deal which has prompted some ire across the political spectrum and has even been criticised by the government itself, although it says that there's really not much that it can do about it at this juncture. Uh, The Minister for Agriculture, Charlie McConnell, is with us on the line. Uh, Minister, good afternoon and thank you very much for agreeing to speak to us this lunchtime. Um, Can you talk us through exactly what the government's reservations are about this deal between Quilcha and Gresham House? Well, I suppose that the, the government's key objective is to work to increase our afforestation across the country and particularly uh, to work with farmers uh, to in- to incentivise farmers to actually do more forestry. They've done lots in the past and we've uh, introduced a new forestry programme at the end of last year, myself and Minister Hackett, um, which has 1.3 billion euro, which is going to see very 60% increases in premiums available for farmers and also for the first time, we're going to see farmers get more premiums for longer than those who are non-farmers. So, for example, um, farmers will now get premiums for 20 years as opposed to 15 years for anyone who's not a farmer, which is all, which is very much what our programme is about, working with farmers to, to back them. So the government's also, strategy is, is then not to, to buy land from those farmers, but rather to pay farmers to uh, plant forestry on their own lands. That's absolutely, absolutely our priority. Okay. Farmers, the farm families have to be at the centre of this forestry programme, they believe will be, and I believe the rates, for example, in the new forestry programme, the rates, for example, for planting native broadleaf trees is €1,100 Euro per hectare, um, tax-free per year. Over for 20 years if you're a farmer, which means over the next 20 year, a farmer, you know, and any farmers listening in here today can really incorporate, can really consider incorporating this as part of their farm uh, enterprise. You know, if they planted one hectare of broadleaves, for example, over the next 20 years would would have 22,000 euro income right. um, coming into that farm. So, so, that, so it's so really, what, really attractive and I think it's going to see a real step change in, uh, in relation to afforestation okay. rates across the country so by was, family farmers. So then what, what is the concern then about this arrangement between Quilch and Gresham House? Is it basically that it would involve buying this land rather than just paying the, those who already own it? Yeah, well, so, so also then, Keelsha obviously have a really important role and, and did much afforestation in the country in the past and really led out in our national afforestation strategy over the decades. But since 2004, Keelsha, because of state aid restrictions, have not been able to do new afforestation. They've been managing our, our national uh, forestry, um, which is about our forest estate, which is about half of the overall forests in the country. Um, but they want to get back in, and rightly so, back into the afforestation space now. So in order to support them in doing that, there's two or three ways that we as a government have been working to support them in doing that. One of the key ways has been uh, supporting them to plant on public land. So we've been working closely with Kielsha to make public land available to them to build on mm-hmm. or to, to, to a forest. But also then Kielsha published their strategic vision at the start of last year where they outlined how they would be uh, looking at private investment as well in relation to assisting them in that. As part of that, then they stepped out last year uh, and entered this uh, agreement with Gresham House, which Mm -hmm. amounts to 1% 
of the total afforestation target by tw to 2050. But listen, that's something we've assessed closely um, over the last uh, few weeks, and it's not a preferred option. And what we're going to do, and what we've engaged with Kielce further on, is, 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 is exploring how the state will work more closely with Kielce in relation to, for example, the state being able to purchase land, and also Kielce being able to work directly with farmers so that they can be back in the afforestation yeah. space in a way that is very beneficial too. But, but just to bring you back a minute, so this is something that Kielce said they were going to do last year, because as you say, under state aid rules, and this has been the case since around 2004, they haven't been able to simply buy new land because that would amount to indirect state aid uh, for the people who already own the land and that's not permissible. So they now have to go and look through uh, for private financing. And that's yes. what they've done in this case. And they signalled a year ago that they were going to do it. So if there was a problem with the principle of Quilter doing this, why not step in then and make clear yours and the government's opposition to it? Yeah, well, so Kilcher would have publicly published their strategic vision back in April of last year uh, and would have briefed all stakeholders of that and would have been widely commented on the media and the media at the time as well that Kilcher were exploring as one of their options um, engaging private investment to, to partner in relation to doing more afforestation and also would have briefed all Oireachtas members, for example, on that as mm. well. So is what they've um, done it, here not exactly so that? It is. So in terms of stepping that out, then Kielce would have engaged with the uh, Irish Strategic Investment Fund um, and engaged in a tendering process. And subsequent to that, this is one of the options which they, 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 that emerged from that. Um, Kielce following through in relation to what they'd outlined in their strategic vision. Yeah, so um, if they're but following of along, what they've outlined in their strategic vision and they indicated that they were going to do it and now they're doing it and it helps them to achieve their goals, I don't understand what the government's reservation so, is. So, so it, it's one of the options that they've been taking forward, um, working with our strategic investment fund. One of the other options, as I, said, as I said, was planting in public land. But it's something that the government have assessed, this particular option that they've taken forward, um, and considered also how you know how we want to go forward in terms of the wider afforestation targets we have and also supporting Kielce in that. And our preferred option going forward is for the state to get further involved working with Kielce in relation to public land, for example, and, and, and looking at buying land directly for Kielce. So this, this deal, which Kielce have signed up to, as I say, in line with how they outlined to everyone last April, um, they will proceed with that. It's over the next five years. It's 1% of the total. Uh, but we want to enable Kielce to do a lot more than that. So we'll be working closely with them in a much uh, in a way where the state will partner much more closely with Kielce uh, to support them mm. in that objective. But really, that will be alongside the vast majority of afforestation, which will be farmer-led because of the very significant forestry programme we put in place. And you so, mentioned it there, Tether, Gavin, you know, a lot of the debate in the last week or two in relation to postering and uh, 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 you know, and and that taking up a lot of the, the, the time and saying you mentioned that this didn't get as much time, yeah. but I have to say that you know I spent three days along with Minister Hackett last week um, in the doll between the doll and the yeah, committee. That's right. There, um, there was a committee, and then there was a private members' motion about it for we, the we spent many, many and statements, yeah, and statements many, many and forestry questions afternoon. So, so it, and one of the positives of that really was the you know the very strong support that's clear across the doll. While there's concerns about this particular. Um, approach one of the, the what's very clear and what's positive outcome from it is the strong support across all parties um, and none for our national forestation program the yeah. very strong support and recognition of the program that the government have put in place um, and the, the uh, support at national level and the, the consensus at national level that we need to step up our afforestation targets and really sure. you know back farmers and that but also back Kielce and that as well yeah but 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 what I still don't understand is okay fair enough that you would rather that this this be achieved through uh, pay those who will still get to own their lands and encouraging them through financial incentives to plant forestry on that. But if Quilch made clear 12 months ago that this was another option they would pursue have in attracting private investments so that they could buy further lands or have a joint venture which could then result in new forests being created. If they indicated that that is 12 months ago 
and they indicated that that was going, what's going to happen and now they've told that it is going to happen and it helps them to achieve their goals. I don't understand what the government's reticence is. Well, and, and they're also and they're going to step out that agreement that they've actually committed to. But listen, it's not just, I mean, the government that, uh, um, that this was aware of this across all stakeholders and indeed across all political parties. The kids were very upfront that they would be exploring all options hmm. in relation to partnering. So and various was it, was it not within your gift at the time then if, if this was so, contrary to what the government's proposed policy was, which was not to buy the land, but rather well, just to well, pay for sowing? Would you have been empowered to stop it? We, we want to work with Kilsha to, to support them in their objectives and uh, we did enable them to actually explore different options. This is one of so the options So you enabled them to pursue this option that you're now saying is not your preferred way of doing it? Absolutely, yes. And, and we've, so you uh, enabled and them to pursue something that you say is contrary to your policy? As, it's not contrary to your policy, no. But it's uh, not your preferred Kilsha, way of doing Kilsha, it? It's not a preferred way because we've assessed this particular approach and we believe uh, going forward in terms of supporting Kilsha otherwise that there will be better ways to do that and particularly in relation to the staping of all. But listen, this is something that all <clears throat> that all stakeholders um, would have been aware of. It was something Kilsha published uh, last April. Uh, again, would have briefed all our Optus members on. But what we wanted Kilsha to do is to, in getting back into that afforestation space, which is very important, we wanted them to explore different options and see how that could be ha- that could happen. One of those key ones, of course, as I said, was planting in public land as well. But this this particular approach was one they then explored within their mandate, um, which they have signed an agreement on. We've reflected in that particular approach, and we believe we would much prefer going forward uh, to partner more closely and more particularly in relation to making more public land and buying land, which would enable Kilsha to do that potentially. Okay. So, for example, that's one of the things we're right. we're, we're ex- going to explore more. So, so listen, it's it, about. It's if it's, it's something that you, it if it's something that you enabled Quilcha to do, and it was within their mandate, and that's fair enough. If it's not the your preferred way of them pursuing it, but it was something that you enabled them to do, and something that they have now done, it does help them to achieve their goals. Is it something that you would stand over them doing again, or do you have the power to step in and say that you can stand by this deal, but you can't do anything more like it? I know we we want to work in a different way in terms of uh, enabling Quilcha to do a far, further forestation. So they've signed up to this agreement, which. Um, is one percent of the total mm. national target by twenty fifty. Is that a done deal? So, by the way, has the ship sailed on that's, that? That's 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 a done deal. A done e- even though one that, of the investors the is the state itself through the strategic investment fund. Through the through the Irish strategic investment fund. Um, so there isn't yes, power. Even if you wanted to collapse this, you don't believe that the government oh, can exercise I mean, that's, its that's power a, to that, do that. That's 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 a contractual agreement that Kilsha have signed up to. Okay. Um, and as I say, it's one percent of the total. But and we want to we want to do more with Kilsha, but we want okay. to do the do that more. Working very so, but, but how, very how can you the state how can you stop Quilcha doing something like this again? Then, if it's not your preferred well, way of well, achieving well, its goals, listen, um, myself, and Minister Hackett met with Quilcha the week before last. Very in depth discussion as to how we can work together, um, and we're going to be working very closely now in relation to the state enabling them and working closely with something forward. Obviously, um, you know. Everyone has agreed that, uh, and that was clear and a positive thing coming out of this week, that it's important that Kielce is in the afforestation space again. They have a lot to offer, working with the vast majority of afforestation, which will be farmer-led, under mm. the new, the significant new premiums that are there. So we'll be working closely with them to identify particular opportunities and options and mechanisms for the state to work with them, and also for them to work with farmers. And I think in doing that, Gavin, we can see really good progress in what is a very worthy right. objective of afforestation. And that, that will have fantastic, um, you know, results in terms of uh, biodiversity in the country and also okay. in terms of contributing to climate reduction emissions as well or emissions reductions. Um, one texter has asked me to ask you while Quilcha is not subject to FOI requests because this person would like to be able to see the full details of this deal and how it came about but they can't do that because Quilcha does not fall under FOI. 
Uh, well, I know it does. For example, a report to the Raptors, report to the Agriculture um, uh, Committee, um, and uh, um, very close relationship in terms of reporting to the, the department as well. So there's lots of opportunities there for, for Kilsha to actually um, uh, be held accountable. Okay, so if there wasn't an initiative by the Oireachtas Agriculture Committee to, to focus on that and to have Kilsha come in, you'd, you'd like them to Absolutely. do so? Absolutely. Oh, and, and listen, Kilsha regularly do that as well and, and, and did that indeed early December. Okay. Um, can I ask you um, about one other issue that's arisen in the last couple of days and that is homelessness. The most recent state figures show that over 11,600 people, including nearly 3,500 children, were accessing emergency accommodation during the week leading up to Christmas, figures that were only published on Friday afternoon. Um, that increase coming at a time when there is a moratorium on eviction. Surely it is incumbent on the government then to continue that moratorium because evidently the system is pretty bad as it is and it's only going to get worse when that moratorium is lifted in March. Yeah, well, our whole, and I mean, the, the key priority of the government at the moment is is making more homes available for families um, and ensuring that the demand that is there is met. Uh, there's been very significant progress in relation to the output of new homes last week. The figure for last year um, just was published, which just touched the 30,000, which is a massive improvement than before. Um, but it is a real challenge, Gavin. It's one we're trying to put use every resource and every lever we possibly can to make progress, and we are making that progress week by week, month by month. But it can't happen quick enough, and we're trying to make it happen as quickly as it possibly possibly can. One of those challenges is around the need for, um, and you mentioned there, young children and also uh, other families who are in accommodation, which is which is uh, which is not uh, their long term. Uh, family home. Mm. We want to get them into homes. Anybody who's in a temporary accommodation, uh, the key objective working with local authorities is to get them a home as quickly as possible. And next year, we're going to look to step out the targets even more and the production even more in relation to homes. And really, yeah. ultimately, no matter what the challenge is across the, uh, the the accommodation sector, the answer to it is um, stepping up the uh, stepping up the output. And that's been done in terms of initiatives which are making construction and output happen in the private sector but also through what has been and we've had different moments in the history of the state where there's been a lot of social housing output but at the moment last year was the most uh, significant year ever in the history of the state in relation to the number of new social houses built we're going to replicate that again next year okay. and every every step the government they can, including the one in relation to eviction and moratorium over the winter which we put in place and we'll reflect on you know how we how, how we we consider that uh, going forward but every lever which will be helpful here and make a real difference we will take because this is the government's number one priority. So if the moratorium and extending it was helpful, it is a lever you would use? We, we, have, to, we have to look at every option that's going to make a real difference but also make sure that it works. Um, so that's why the government took that temporary measure um, but it's something that we'll reflect on in terms of how we step on from that. Um, but it's every, every step we take and every consideration we make will be about how we improve the situation mm get homes for people um, and at the core of all that is going to be building more and more homes but because so we can actually provide homes If you have families. five months of, of evictions that aren't taking place and they're all being bottled <clears> up and yet you still have a record number of yeah, people so in emergency accommodation listen, then, compl- then it would evidently compl- get worse but listen, it's a complex issue, um, and it's it's one which the government took on a temporary basis, particularly over the winter and the challenges that were there around the cost of living, etc. And it's something the government will cons- consider very carefully now in relation to how we step the issue forward. Okay. Uh, one final text just to come in from a texter about that Quilter deal. Can I ask the minister if the new owners of the land will have to comply with the Quilter rules on what they can plant on that land? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and one of the, I mean, Kiel should do a, a very a very strong job across the country in relation to managing our forest estate. 
Uh, their plan as they to step out over, uh, under the strategic vision is that 50% of their forests and their replanting will be will be will be for nature and 50% for for commercial purposes and also unlike let's say farmers forests or other private uh, owners forests all kilsha forests will be open access to the public and uh, managed to, to the highest of certification standards and also uh, in every way possible as well where opportunities are there for amenity and for walkways to incorporate that so there's you know there's a real okay. role for forestry to be part of people's lives as well um, as well as contribute to nature biodiversity and emissions reductions and uh, kilsha are very much at the forefront of that okay i'm out of time i'll let you go thank you very much again for agreeing to speak to us this lunchtime that that's uh, Fianna Fáil TD for Donegal and the Minister for Agriculture, Charlie McConnell, joining us this lunchtime on On the Record. 20 past 12, we'll take a break. Back after this.